0: Hello and welcome to the Villain Era podcast. My name is Justine and I'm so happy you guys have joined this is a special episode this week in honor of the National Women's March, which is taking place on Sunday the 22nd when this episode will be released. So if you're listening to the day it's released, um, you know, go out and support in whatever city you're in. Make sure that you look up where you can go march or picket and make sure that we stand up for women's rights because this is really important. And I was really inspired to make this into an episode because... I have shared this on Instagram, on my fitness Instagram, for the past few years, and it's always one of my most engaged and well-received posts, and it makes me really, really sad that it is. I'm glad that I can share my story. I'm glad that other women feel like they can share their story with me, but it makes me sad that how many women can relate to some of the stories I'm going to talk about today. So five years ago at the women's march that the first one I can remember that was held right after Donald Trump was sworn into office, the start of all of these issues, right? Because sorry guys, if you voted for Trump back then and then you realized what that was gonna mean, that was enough time for her to put for him to put people onto the Supreme Court that have changed the trajectory of women's health and women's rights. Five years ago. I believe I was roofied at the women's March of all places we had, honestly, I didn't really realize the March was happening. My ex-husband at the time, just boyfriend and I had planned a day date. We were going to go into the city and you know, just go out to eat, have a good time, like do a little day drinking. So we take the train in, we end up at Grand Central and it is just a zoo, like in the best possible way. So many women, um, you know, wearing their pink pussy hats, signs, I have never seen anything like it. I was just like in shock. And we end up walking over to a little bar that is a few blocks away from Grand Central and it was right off of the March route. And when I tell you, we walked into this bar and it literally looked like a pink St. Patrick's Day. Everyone was there to march and to stand up for women's rights. But at the same time, it was making it into a party so people were drinking you know like I mentioned everyone's just dressed in pink everyone is out to support women and it was like a really crazy type of day me and he who shall not be named (laughs) sit down at the bar uh, and I had two drinks I have Two drinks that I can remember that day. And the last thing I remember is well, one of some of the last things I remember is that this man started talking to us. And personally, I didn't really think anything of it. Like, I'm with my boyfriend. Why would you, you know, try and roofie someone who's with a, a boyfriend? So he's talking to us. My boyfriend at the time, he goes outside to go smoke a cigarette. Ugh, and Then when he comes back in, he, like, stops to talk to a group of girls at a table, not shockingly, right? And I, the last thing I remember is just turning around to look for him. He is kind of talking to another group, and I definitely, at that time, took my eyes off of my drink. And I'm just like, come on, come back. I'm sitting in here at the bar by myself. What the hell? Um, The next thing I remember, I woke up at 4 a.m., Laying on the bathroom floor of my apartment, dry heaving, shaking uncontrollably. And I just have never felt that way before. I have blacked out before. I have never blacked out on two drinks before. I have never blacked out and felt the way I felt that next day before. I just don't think there's any way that I ended up in that position without an outside factor happening and to just be literally it was the middle of the afternoon. I've had, I haven't even finished my second drink. Like it had to have been spiked into my second drink and I don't remember anything for the next 14 ish hours maybe. And I asked my, you know, my boyfriend at the time, I'm like, what the hell happened? And he said, you know, you, you were pretty drunk. I had to help you home, but, and I'm so mad still. He's just said, I'm really mad you don't, like, remember the whole day because we had a lot of fun. I wish you could remember it. And, like, I'm glad that's what you're worried about right now because I'm fucking terrified at what could have happened had I not been with you. I am terrified at what could have happened. And then let's say now, let's say that happens to me now and I have someone does take advantage of me and I don't have the ability to get an abortion. I have shared this, as I've mentioned, I've shared this story on my Instagram for probably the past three years, and I get so many women reaching out to me and saying they've experienced something similar, that they're so happy I'm safe, and it's fucking terrifying. And it's just another thing where, men, you need to do better, you need to call out your friends, you need to stand up and help women in this case as well. And another reason that I will be paranoid, I don't care. I'm gonna be super paranoid, I'm gonna watch my drinks, I'm not gonna take drinks from anyone, and if that means I have to spend a little bit of extra money at the bar to make sure that I'm not roofied from whatever's in that drink, I'm gonna do it. It makes me think of all of the people who could sit there and just say, well, what were you wearing? Well, you shouldn't have had two drinks, right? Putting the blame on women. Letting women think that these things are their fault. It brings me back to another story that I'm gonna tell. And this one is more so about the me too movement because this is one where i truly felt like i was the one who was going to get in trouble from this i felt like i was the one who was going to suffer and again it was something where i did nothing wrong also before i dive into this story i just want to say i'm not sharing these stories because i need like sympathy or i need an outpouring of people being like you're okay you're so strong or like that i need attention I wanna share these stories because again, I know that by sharing stories and giving women like an outlet for them to say, hey, right? Like Me Too was a movement because people started to share their stories and they could say, hey, that happened to me as well. That happened to me too. And when we have strength in numbers, people are more likely to speak up. People feel like they have a community to protect them. And that's when things can start to help make changes. So it was my first year in the corporate world. I had to have been 23 years old and I had just started basically my dream job. I had applied to this company quite a few times. I started as a um, freelancer and then was able to Get hired on full-time after like busting my ass i was like i'm gonna prove this i really want to work for this company and i got hired on full-time in september ish so it was then the christmas party so it had only been a few months of me being at this company and this company had insane insane christmas parties like known for the christmas party and it was being it was a shit show basically so it would start at like 10 30 in the morning They'd do a little presentation and then we'd go straight to lunch where there were drinks at lunch, like usually like wine or beer. From there, we worked in the suburbs. So we would take a trolley, a party bus from the suburbs to downtown Chicago. Downtown Chicago, they had a full bar rented out, totally open bar. Anything you wanted. I remember at one point in that night, there was a full half circle bar. The bar was a full half circle and they just lined up the whole thing with shots and just pour in shots for everyone. One girl literally sat on a glass table and the whole thing shattered. It was just very, very crazy in terms of a holiday party. I'm 23. I'm loving this. Like, hell yes. Like, open bar. Let's go. So then after the after party, there was another after party and one of a... C level executive is like, Hey, get in my Uber. We're going to go to this after party. I assumed we would be going to the same after party that everyone else was going to. So I get an Uber and it's me, him, his girlfriend, and two acquaintances that actually don't work at the company that I didn't know. And we show up at this bar and we're the only ones from the company there. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. I don't know what's going on. I'd been drinking for a long time at that point. And first I'm just kind of dancing alone, like we're just like hanging out, we have this little couch area, and his girlfriend ends up going to the bathroom. And while she's in the bathroom, he starts to grind on me and grabs my ass, and then he just kind of like creepy whispers in my ear and says, I always knew you were a party girl. And he was probably 20... 25 years my senior. He was the highest ranked person in the Chicago office. And god, I literally feel my chest tight and so gross just telling that story. Um so thankfully his girlfriend comes back to the bathroom. I'm like, "Oh, I got to go to the bathroom." And I just fucking dip. I go outside, hail a cab, I get home and panic proceeds to set in because, because I felt like I was the one that was going to get in trouble for this. And when I had to go into work on Monday, holy shit, was the scariest fucking thing. I just was terrified to see him. I was going to be like, what if people found out? What if people knew that I went to this after bar with him? What was I thinking? I had all of this fear. And at the I was not the one in the wrong period actually about a month or so later they made these little lunch brigades and all of the company got divided into the higher-level executives so that you could go to lunch with them once a month and get to know people a little bit more and of course by chance I get put in his and I just was like terrified by it sitting at the end of the table I'm gonna keep my mouth shut I don't I thought I was gonna get fired I thought that was they're gonna bring me into hr and they were gonna be like what did you do you're getting fired but he was in the position of power he was the one who inappropriately touched me but i knew that also he was the one that makes this company millions of dollars well i'm just a little brand new and in, intern basically in their eyes still so on the same side i didn't say anything i didn't go to hr i didn't tell anyone anything I don't, I think I waited years before I even told another coworker about this story. I was so scared. But let me tell you, where there's smoke, there's fire. Because I was not the only person that this happened to. A few years later, they had a giant company party in New Orleans. He openly made out with a girl on the dance floor. Again, still has the same girlfriend. Everyone knows his girlfriend. And this girl As well, she was older than me, but she was still, he was still in a position of power with her. Very inappropriate, awkward for things that to be happening at a company event for everyone to see. After that, there were a lot of rumors about him basically ogling other girls, very directly checking them out. And then there was a Glassdoor review. And the review was really bad, (laughs) really bad and our company decided to bring in an outside attorney to look into it. And while they determined that most of the review had no merit, when they brought the return attorney in, they asked people, hey, come forward. If you have anything to say, if you have any complaints, please come and talk to us about it. And I was a little bitch and I still didn't say anything. I was up for a promotion that year I said, there's no way that they're going to not know if I walk into this office, that they're not going to know, oh, who talked to the lawyers? And that's something I didn't want to risk. And I feel so shitty about it to this day. And someone said something to me that I will never forget and that I still to this day try to use as a guiding light for all the stories I share And everything I stand up for in life. She said, Justine, this happened to you and you're really strong. You're a really strong person and this still shook you. Imagine if this happened to someone who's not as strong as you. (sighs) Imagine if this happened to a woman who was not as strong as you. How would they have handled that? And that's why I know that I have to speak out about these things. Because I will speak. For maybe the woman who doesn't feel strong enough to. Because clearly I was that woman at one point. But I know how much that shook me. I know how much that terrified me. And if I can prevent anyone else from having to go through that, I'm going to. So yeah, I just... I won't stay silent. I'll be annoying. Actually kind of like off topic, but... (sighs) Uh, the guy I mentioned before, we were talking about, We I forget what the scenario was, but we were talking about if I were to get in a fight at a bar, he's like, I think there's two things you'd get in a fight at a bar about. One, if some girl was blatantly trying to hit on me, I'm like, yeah, you know, a little territorial. Two, if someone said something sexist or misogynistic, and I said, yes, absolutely, we're throwing arms, but I think that I have a strength for a reason. I think that I have this strength. I think that I have this voice for a reason. And I'm going to keep exploring it and keep sharing and making sure that I am as strong as I can be to help others. And the really fucked up thing about all of this too is that my husband mocked the Me Too movement constantly. He thought it was just some excuse for women to falsely accuse men for women to get attention i said can you name one woman's name tell me one woman's name of the you know 12 or whatever that are accusing bill cosby you can't none of them are becoming famous from it we don't know their names so how are they doing this for attention because they're not we, we don't know who they are still. He just thought it stood for feminist bullshit and it would be the, always the fight if I just asked for him to help with the dishes, right? I, hey, I cooked. Can you help with the dishes? Can you do this? Oh my God, can you just stop with your Me Too movement? Right, because, oh, he makes more money. So hey, you don't have to help with anything. Fuck that. Fuck that. I will never again ever be with someone who believes in traditional gender roles. And I tried to explain to him, like, I am a part of this. Like, do you not understand how that could make me feel that the Me Too movement is about, people like, women being sexually harassed and, like, I was and you're just telling me that you don't give a fuck and that it's all a joke? Like, how do you think that makes someone that you're supposed to love feel? The sad part, too, is that these are not my only stories. Um, and this is not even touching on the stories I have in terms of feeling sexually unsafe, I'm not going to go into those. Those are major trigger warnings. Those are I'll share a lot of things, but not ready to share those stories yet. If you want to talk to me in my DMs or in private about them, I am an open book there. But I'll be the first to admit is that sometimes I ask myself, like, why has this happened to me? Right. I know it's not my fault. But how do you not ask yourself, why do I have all of these stories? Why have multiple things happened to me? Am I at fault here? Am I putting myself into bad situations? Am I too trusting? Am I not careful enough? Why me? Why do I have multiple stories? And there's some people who don't have any stories. And again, it comes to like bringing shame around this and having shame and having feeling shamed as a woman. And I will just come back to the fact that I did nothing wrong it is you're not wrong it's not wrong to go and get drunk especially in a place where you think that you should be safe it's not wrong to wear a short skirt it's not wrong to fall asleep in a room again where somewhere you you think that it should be safe that's not wrong and if something happens to you from doing that you shouldn't be you shouldn't have the weight of feeling like you're getting punished because of those things. It's the people on the other side that are wrong. Even if our society wants to make you think otherwise, even if our courts won't do shit to support you, it will come to that person one day. It'll come back. I mean, when we think about online dating, the biggest fear a guy has about online dating is are they gonna get catfished? The biggest fear a woman has about online dating is is she going to get murdered? I remember one time I flew into Dallas, and I was meeting my whole family there. Most people were in already, and my Uber comes to pick me up. Not the right car, not the right license plate. And I said, I'm not getting in this Uber. And at the time, all of my cousins, they're all guys, they were all in Dallas already, and they were expecting me to be there, and I was like, guys, I'm gonna be another like 30 so minutes because my Uber was like a lie. And they all just sat there and said, I've never checked the license plate on my Uber. I'm like, male privilege, because there's no way I'm getting in a car without checking that license plate. mm Or even thinking about, you know, when I am going on these dates, my friends, I have multiple friends who are tracking my location anywhere I go. They're going to see where my phone goes. I don't know any guys that do that. I don't know any guy group who all has their locations tracked. Like, please tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, maybe 1%, but I know basically every single woman I know has at least one person at all times that can see their location. And today's March is about, it's called, it's bigger than row is the theme for this year. Thankfully, I don't have any, you know, stories around that. um, But I promise you, you know, someone who does. And if you think you don't, that just means people probably think you're untrustworthy because women have gone through this, women have to go through this. And whether that is an abortion they chose to have or whether that is they had a miscarriage and you have to have an abortion after your miscarriage, it's just still a medical it's still a medical need. That's what we are marching for. That women can choose about their bodies. And when you get rid of these rights, You are not just hurting, hey, maybe you know, 33-year-old who doesn't want to have a kid who's single. You're hurting the 35-year-old mom who's been trying so hard to have children and maybe needs emergency medical care. At the end of the day, though, it all correlates into why I mark myself as a feminist and that I make sure that I show up every day to be a strong woman and make sure women know that they're supported. As I leave you today... I just want you to remember that at this time in this country, we do not have equal rights for men and women. Women are not paid the same as men. We don't have bodily autonomy. We're not listened to the same. And if you're a man listening to this, I beg you to speak up for this as well. I beg you, this is not something that only affects women. Honestly, I've never been more proud of my brother. Then after Roe v. Wade was overturned and he posted about it on Instagram. We're going to this march on Sunday and my brother-in-law is going to come with me and my sister. My dream in life is to have a partner where I say, hey, I'm going to a women's march. And they say, how can I support you? How can I be there for you as well? This podcast, it's about being in your villain era, which unfortunately for women, Basically, it simply means not allowing yourself to be walked over. It means standing strong and speaking your mind. It represents the fact that all we have to do as women is be assertive and not smile, and we get called a bitch. But also, this podcast is about not being silent, about sharing our stories, and I'm going to be here and try and be a voice for women as much as I possibly can. So if you guys are out and you're marching today or you're doing anything, Please, please, please tag me in your photos. I'm so proud of you. If these stories hit with you, if you need someone to talk to about maybe something you've been through, again, my DMs are always open. I love you. Stand strong for women. And we'll be back next week.